0: Hi, welcome to another episode of The Cosmic Tea. I am your host, friend, starseed, sassy person, Kier, <laughs> um, And I recorded this episode yesterday morning and then five hours later, got a text from my friend Fiona, like, hey, paddling out front, um, waves are, like, small, just fun, it's sunny out, like, meet me out there, and I was like, all right, cool, and I meet her out there, and as soon as I get out there, she says, there were dolphins as soon as you got here, like, did you see them, and I hadn't seen them, I was on, on land, putting my wetsuit and stuff on, but, If you're listening to this and you're like, okay, whatever, listen to the episode and you will understand the significance because the whole like gist, well, there's not really a whole, okay. The whole gist of the episode is I essentially manifested swimming with dolphins, okay? And I don't really talk about manifesting a lot in this episode, but it is about manifesting. It's about doing the actual real... Deep, untangling, vibrational shifting work that allows us to manifest without trying to manifest something. Like, I wasn't trying to manifest swimming with dolphins, but I was given the experience because of the depth of work that I did. So, you'll see. You'll see. This may or may not make sense at the exact moment, but enjoy the episode. I really think it's good and important for us to talk in this way, just with this vulnerability and how to explore the depths of this human experience together. Uh, Trigger warning, I just talk about my experience growing up um, with some child abuse, I guess. I, I don't even like that word, honestly. But Trigger warning, you know, if, if, yeah. All right. I love you. Bye. Hi. I hope this finds you well, my friend, my dear friend, you listening somewhere out there at some time or another. I want to talk to you about loving what is. And allowing the universe to show you the miracles that exist right where you are. And I'm going to tell you a story, of course, to go along with it. Because that is how I relate. I relate through experience and storytelling. Sometimes I get insecure, thinking like, well, is this just... Or people gonna think I just love talking about myself and my experience? I'm obsessed with myself, but no, it's how I I love hearing other people's stories. You know, I think that's why I love memoirs and autobiographies and movies. You know, the human experience is fascinating, and I think, you know, through through time, I mean, through human existence, it's how we've. How we've related to people of the past and so on. So, anyway, I'ma tell you a fucking story. (laughs) Um, so I was in the bathtub feeling like shit. I this is recently, you know, just being human, I go through these cycles, these patterns of feeling what I would label as not good and what do we so often do when we feel like shit we resist it because it it, it, it's just so fucking uncomfortable sometimes and so I was in the bathtub resisting resisting where I am in my life where I live where I'm going. I was really feeling forgetful about how beautiful my life is now without more, without better, without different now as it is. And often when we look around in our lives and think, I need this, I need that, I want this, I need that, and then I'll feel better, and then it'll be perfect, then it'll make sense it's a parallel to how we look at ourselves. So it's like, well, when I fix this about myself, then I'll be better, then I'll be perfect, then I'll get the reward. You know, it's all related. It's all that same pattern of escape. So my pattern, one of my patterns is fantasizing about leaving my life and just starting anew, selling all of my shit and escaping. This has always been my plan B. I'm like, all right, if this doesn't work out, if I don't figure this out, you know, and I have my own definitions of what figuring this out means, then I'm out, then I'm I'm done. And is there value to leaps of faith and taking a risk and going for it? Of course, of course, but the real real (laughs) is that very often, eventually, we realize we take ourselves with us wherever we go. We take our patterns with us wherever we go. And isn't that the truth of reincarnation as well? Ooh, I came here to Earth with my patterns from all these parallel timelines and experiences, and so on and so on. I'm still here with my patterns. Now what? For me, last year it was, okay, I'm going to get an RV and go by land in the middle of the Arizona desert and sit there, and that will fix everything. (laughs) I mean, and I really convinced myself, oh my God, I really convinced myself of these things. And just a little side kind of funny story about it is, it's always the same time of year. It's always like February, March, kind of goes into April a little bit. And I, just convince everyone around me. I swear to God, like, my best friends were like, oh, my God, she's moving to the desert. <laughs> I subscribe to magazine, Arizona magazine, fucking RV magazine. And, you know, I am someone, I'm going to be honest, I'm not a big adventure chick. I really love, like, stability and just home and, yeah, so that was that. And then as soon as summer came, I was like, what? I was like, "Mm, I don't think I've never lived away from more than 10 minutes from the ocean. So I don't know how that's going to work. Anyway, this year, it's, I need to swim with dolphins in the ocean every single day in Hawaii. And I fixated while I was in the bathtub, I fixated on this like human dolphin community in Hawaii Now, yes, that could be a beautiful experience. I'm not like disregarding the beauty of that experience. But I am aware that the pattern of needing to escape my reality to be happy isn't true. In my work, I believe loving what Is the paradigm shift of a sustainable, what do we want to call it? Quantum leap timeline hop. Mm, All these little trendy tricks, these little trendy words, you know, buy my $66 quantum leap workshop. Um, Quantum leap, your reality. Like, okay, fine. If you want to hop over your nervous system and your inner child, good luck. Good luck with that, you know, anyway. to feel we must heal right i believe in sustainable paradigm shifts that honor the now moment that address the reality that trauma affects our nervous system and our emotional body feel to heal validate the feelings bringing compassion to where we've held on to shame, honoring the nervous system and trusting that you are capable of feeling safe in the now. So first it's feeling safe in the now moment. So a lot of times that escaping is because it's like too much to sit with. So it's safety first, then acceptance. So we have to feel safe first in order to accept the intensity the feelings that are coming up and then we're capable of being open to joy and to really loving what is when nothing us around us had to change and then the paradox of it all is it changes and that's the that's the energy paradox you know so sitting with all of this with myself and how much I wanted to just jump out of my life and knowing that that impulse to escape is not a new energy pattern. It's not a new thing. It's on repeat. It's on repeat through all of the timelines, all of the galactic lives. You know, it's saying hi to me here and now to be transmuted. In what i understand is my current timeline and the most accessible means of clearing karma is accepting its expression in the now and personifying it as an inner child so that's honoring your understanding of the current timeline so my process of transmuting this particular experience i use all of the tools i have collected through my many years of channeling and kundalini and quantum inner child so just this spring spring 2023 it has now been 14 years that i've been teaching and studying and practicing kundalini yoga meditation it has been 16 years since I began channeling extraterrestrials and really integrating that knowledge and understanding of energy my own understanding of energy and intuition and life and reality and all the things. And 8 years, 8 or 9 years pretty sure eight or nine years since I've been doing the quantum inner child work with, um, I learned it from a mentor who's local to me. Her name is Iris. Um, She's in her late 60s, early 70s. And she introduced me to how the quantum inner child is affecting the vibrational set point. And then I, you know, took it, combined it with the Kundalini and the channeling. And here I am, right? This is what I teach this is what I teach. (laughs) So I address the, obviously the feeling, how I'm feeling, the anxiety, the fear, the shame, all of the stuff that I want to escape from and go like live in a dolphin community and swim, you know, and maybe I will live there someday, but my action will not be from shame. It will not be from fear. It will not be from neglecting my now moment. Okay. And processing the thoughts, the feelings, sitting with it, breathing. I did a specific kundalini um, breath work and meditation with pressure points using mantra that is specifically for inner child work. So it regulates the nervous system. It um when I see it on, so when I see energy like this, it's like, you know, how in massage, there's trigger points, like different somatic practices, and acupuncture, you're like working with the meridians of the body. The way that I visually see energy moving and working with a Kundalini practice is it's like pushing on different pressure points in the energy field. And then, the, you know, the body responds. So I did this specific technique to really hit the tangle. Now I see the quantum inner child blocks or whatever. I don't, I hate calling them blocks because they're precious little versions of ourselves. Um, but every, you know, every block is an inner child that just needs love, okay? So, um I just see it appear untangle, I sit with it, and I'm like, zoomed in on a very specific memory. And if you've done quantum inner child work with me, that is the key, specific moment in time, because that moment in time is frozen. That inner child who is experiencing the same energy patterning that I'm experiencing now in the bathtub wanting to run away from my life, has been experienced, and is frozen in this kind of parallel timeline, contributing to my now vibration. Now, I could push down the feelings. I could push down the feelings. I could go distract myself. I could sign up for a quick manifestation course. I could do all of these things. But at the end of the day, the pattern's going to repeat itself unless I do the compassion work to transmute it and transform it. So sitting with that, allowing the memory to surface from the emotional body through the nervous system into the psyche, watching it like a movie, seeing myself. And it brought me to a very, very specific moment that I'm going to share with you vulnerably. I had to have been just seven or eight years old. I was really young. And I've shared before, I've always been a highly sensitive child, um, a psychic child. It it runs in my family and without going too deep into that, my mom's side of the family, highly psychic, highly sensitive, um, highly traumatized. <laughs> and it's not my story to tell at this time, but born into a baby and I felt lonely initially, like like just lonely. But also at home, I was being raised by a mom and dad who I love. I just want to put that out there. I love them. And yeah, there's a lot to work through, but they didn't know any better. So back then and how they grew up physically hitting kids, spanking, slapping, It wasn't considered child abuse. It wasn't talked about, okay? And I have a lot of compassion and forgiveness around that. And they are doing the absolute best they can. So two things can be true at once. One, it's wrong, it should not have happened, it should never happen to a child. Two, they're doing the absolute best they can and it's safe to forgive them, right? So these, all these things can exist at once. And so I was being physically, you know, I don't even like using the word abuse. Like, it's still hard for me to use the word. But I was being hit a lot, you know, for things like as a child. And also in a house of chaos, a lot of screaming, a lot of arguing, a lot of my mom locking herself in her room for long periods of time, a lot of my mom driving away, a lot of stomp, you know, just door slamming, just a lot, so much chaos and pain. And yeah, I know a lot of you can relate to some of that too. Maybe some of you can't, but we all have our trauma. I think it's all relative and all really valid. Um I got a little sidetracked. But anyway, so I would throw really violent tantrums since I was a young kid. Really violent tantrums, uh kicking holes in the wall, punching things. Um I would I would hit kids at school and get in trouble for it. Uh cuz I didn't, you know, I was getting hit at home. That's what we did when we were mad. At home, right? Hit. I learned that. And this one instance, I don't remember what had happened. I don't remember why I was alone in my room, hyperventilating, sobbing. You know, when a kid, it's like, (laughs) right? So that kind of just deep crying. I do remember I had, I think I, I don't, some sort of physical something physical, whether it's being spanked or slapped or, you know, my hair would be pulled a lot, um, screamed at. I mean, there really wasn't any emotional support or or the physical affection that a a child needs um, and deserves. And so I was in my room and ever since I can remember when I would get into that state of just pure despair. All that would come out of my mouth was, I want to go home. I want to go home. I want to go home. And I'd have the conscious thought, I'm so confused because I am home. I'm in my bedroom. I've never known any other home as a little girl. But then I'd also be aware of like, this earth isn't my home. I need to escape. At the time, I was not aware of ETs or star seeds, yet. I was aware of angels and spirits, but I still didn't really connect what I meant by I want to go home. And I punched out a window <laughs> casually, right? Just punched out a window with my hand, a little window pane, not like a whole window, but you know, those little squares. So one of the squares punched it and I was bleeding. I didn't give a fuck. And I just remember, like, closing my eyes and, like, just pulsating with this anger and anxiety and despair and shame and, like, these beliefs, these deep, deep, deep beliefs that I am bad. I must be so bad. And I can't do this. I need to escape. I need to leave. I couldn't I like disassociated from how painful how much was going through my little body. Um yeah, I it's so it was so intense. I mean I and then in the you know I'm in the bathtub and I'm ha- I felt like I was having like an exorcism. Just again that sobbing. Except this time. I knew that I needed to feel some sort of safety in my body in the here and now to really start transmuting the depth of this energy pattern. And just knowing that through the work that this is the value, this is the transformation, this is the change that I wish to experience. So part of the quantum inner child process that I do with myself and with clients is bringing, you know, myself into that timeline. Breathing. And I was in a hot bath, so that's already regulating, you know, letting the crying. So hearing, validating that that little girl felt so scared and so unsafe. But now I get to tell her you know, I have, it's, it's my nervous system. I get to tell it, you are safe now. You are safe. And in my mind's eye, and this is quantum field work, seeing that experience as a movie and bringing my present self into it, looking in the eyes of that child, she is safe now. This is changing the timeline, right? So now that frozen experience, there's a shift. Is it all of a sudden all healed completely all at once? No, I don't even think that's possible in this lifetime. I think it's an onion. I think it's just a layer. You know, I think this is an environment, you know, this third 3D, this their density on earth this type of incarnation that we find ourselves in it's an environment to heal karma um so i think it gets easier i think it gets softer i think it gets more there's like so much compassion we can bring into it but i don't think it ever like completely heals and goes away anyway And bringing in different angels that I'm with and guides. And, you know, this can change from client to client, of course. Um, And bringing that in to that moment in time. So not escaping anything. If anything, we're going deep, 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 deep in to the subconscious you know. So I did that work. And when we go that deep, it can take days and weeks usually to like, kind of integrate. And so I was a lot softer with myself. And I let myself cry the next few days. And I told my partner, like, you know, thank God for him that I can be this vulnerable with him. I I told him, you know, the exact story. And he's familiar with the quantum or child work. Like I've Helped him do the Quant's Minter trial work. Um, and so, just really, you know, I felt like a soft shelled little crab in the world. And, you know, that was little me. I was a soft shelled crab. <laughs> and so, then, so that's like a piece of the process. A few, a couple days later, it might have just been a day or two later, I meet my best friend. Um, she texted me to go surfing, and I probably wouldn't have gone surfing if she hadn't texted me. And we're in the ocean, and there's dolphins. Now, it's normal to see dolphins in the ocean where I live. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong, it's literally the most exciting fucking thing every time. But almost every single time I'm at the beach, there's like dolphin sightings, but they're far out, and you know. They were so close. They were so close. I've never been so close to dolphins in my life. I've never been so close to dolphins in my life. All of my years here living at the beach um, and having so many experiences of seeing dolphins and seals and whales, you know. Do I live in a cove in Hawaii? No, but I'm here. And to me, that is just, like, a mind-blowing synchronicity, honestly. And it happened again a couple of days later. I a wave was, like, coming. And it was so close to me. I was surfing. There was this huge – it scared the fuck out of me at first. It looked like this huge body just, like, in the wave coming at me. And I was like, oh, it was a dolphin. Riding the waves. So I believe in my understanding of energy and that the universe is always commuting with communicating with us. It's just a matter of are we at the frequency to receive it? The highest frequency is an open heart. The highest frequencies are compassion for ourselves. And I don't believe we can like quantum, like hop out of our reality. I don't think it's sustainable. And um, it's just so profound to me that the crying about, I need to swim the dolphins right now and escape my life. Right, that's how it started. That was like the entry point. And doing the deep work, doing the quantum inner child work, and then being at home, where I fucking live, where I convince myself I need to escape, having the privilege to go into the ocean and then dolphins are swimming with me? What? Mind blown. We get to have our minds blown every day. Like we are surrounded by miracles. And I don't say this like, you know, in a bullshit way, like I'm a deep feeler, and I believe that deep feelers we feel deep because we are deep healers. We're such, we're here for such a deep, deep healing of our hearts, and in turn, humanity and the earth, and yeah. <laughs> I just love this work so much Um, and I wanted to share with you this story and encourage you that like, this magical life isn't outside of you, it's not when you reach the goal, it's not when you leap away from everything, you know? Um, and also it it is. It's about really being honest with yourself because I. I am a person who I've taken many leaps of faith in my life. I am. I'm. I. Whew. Have I gone against the grain, right? But to know. When it's when it's time to sit. When it's time to do the deep inner action that is so looked over in our world, in our society. If you are a deep feeler, it's what you're here for. And that's where you're gonna see the most external change. You know, that's energy, that's how it works. And, oh, another thing I just want to insert before I conclude is when I was in the meditation, this, doing this work and thinking about the dolphins. And I told my best friend this, that this is like, I told my best friend, hi, Erica. <laughs> um, before we went into the ocean that first day, I said to her that I had a vision of the Atlantic dolphins that we always see here saying to me, like, I think I told her this. Maybe I told my boyfriend. Whatever. Like, we are still here. We are still here. You have purpose here. You know, so it's like, again, escaping my reality. So my dolphins, in a way, to go swim with other dolphins. And again, I could go do this. It's fine, but I'm not going to go do it out of shame and fear and this idea that it'll fix everything. And then what happens? I literally have the most, the closest dolphin experience of my life. It's amazing. Tell me that's not just amazing. And it's possible for us every day. It's possible for you. I love you. Bye.